This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Super Bowl edition of the Bacon Bets podcast. Took last week off. This week, I have placed 22 prop bets for the Super Bowl, plus my main pick, which you already all know. Not going to waste too much time in the intro because, like I said, I have 23 bets to go through. So far in this NFL season, I am 159, 124, and 1. For plus 35.45 units. That is because in the playoffs, I'm 8 and 4 for plus 5.98 units. Uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. The Super Bowl special edition of the Bacon Bets podcast starts now. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. Alright, here we go. I'm just gonna get my pick for the game out of the way because I've already wrote articles about it. I already have a video about it that's pinned to my timeline on Twitter. You already know what my pick is. It's Rams minus four, and it's the easiest Super Bowl bet I've made in my sports betting career. It was the quickest I've ever made a bet. As soon as the line was released, I got to the minus four. Uh, There's three and a halfs that bounced around right on the opening lines, uh, but there's definitely no three and a halfs available anymore. Now it's either four and a half at most places, so uh, I think there are still a couple of fours maybe you might be able to find. Uh, but it's going to be, it's probably going to close at four and a half. So I might get half a point of CLV. But listen, in my opinion, the only valid reasons to bet on the Bengals uh, at the Super Bowl, there's three. Number one, you're cheering for them. If you're a Bengals fan, go ahead and bet them. I'm not going to argue against you. I don't want any Bengals fans in my mentions uh, coming at me. I don't want to, I've already made enemies with uh, Titans fans. Rangers fans in the NHL, I don't, I don't need to make enemies with Bengals fans. If the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, I would be betting on them no matter what. If you're a fan of a team, when it comes to the Super Bowl, don't emo hedge. Just bet on your team. It's as easy as that. The other two reasons are, number one, you think Joe Burrow is going to will them to victory. Which I can argue against that, but at the end of the day, I mean, maybe they're a team of destiny. I mean, he is a winner. He's never lost a must-win game uh, since the beginning of his college career. 
And the third, and I think probably most valid reason to bet on the Bengals is that you don't trust Matt Stafford. You think he's going to throw interceptions like he has all season. If he does, that is how the Bengals can win the game. I'm going to bank on that not happening, though. Uh, I mean, my rant was all about this. The public's all over Joe Burrow. They love him. He won a couple playoff games. He put on a cool pair of sunglasses. Now, all of a sudden, he's Peyton Manning. I'm not buying it. Now, I love Joe Burrow. I was on the Bengals two weeks ago, money line against the Titans. I was on the Bengals to cover last week against the Chiefs. I'm not a Bengals hater. But there's 21 other starters on a football team. And you can't make an argument that the Bengals are the better football team. That's just not a valid argument. You can say that they're going to win, and maybe you can cite one of the reasons I I just said, but you legitimately can't say that the Bengals are a better football team. If you say the Bengals are a better football team, you're objectively wrong. If you haven't read the article yet where I, I kind of broke down my full case for the Rams, I'd recommend you checking it out at BetSided. But I laid out 12 stats that are, in my opinion, the 12 most important stats when evaluating um, how good a football team is. The Rams have an advantage of in 10 of those 12 stats. And the only two that they don't have an advantage in are yards per pass attempt and yards per rush attempt. And they're only slightly better than the Rams. And I will say, yes, Bengals higher yards per pass attempt. Rams are better yards per completion. So it kind of cancels each other out there. But my main reason why I like the Rams, and it's going to be th- something that you're, you've already heard a lot, you're going to hear a lot leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, but it is a valid reason, and that's the Bengals' pass protection. One of the worst in the entire NFL. I think second most sacks they gave up, or second highest QB sacked percentage in the NFL, and they got lucky in that Two of the three playoff games they played against were against bad pass rushes. Raiders were like 24th, I believe it is, in QB sack percentage. Chiefs were second last. The only pass rush worse than the Chiefs this this season was the Falcons. My poor Falcons. And now they have to take on Aaron Donald and Von Miller. And the Bengals' weakness on their offensive line is actually the interior part of their offensive line. So now their interior offensive line needs to face arguably the greatest Defensive tackle in NFL history, Aaron Donald. Good luck. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I. And that's the thing when I'm like when I'm saying this, and I'm saying the Rams are are the better team. I'm not saying the Rams are definitely going to win because weird things happen. We all know that upsets happen. A couple bad bounces, a couple interceptions. But if you're looking to bet on a team, if you're looking to find out which team is better, it's the Rams. They just clearly are the better team from top to bottom. And you really can't make a valid argument against that. So I'm on the Rams minus four. I have a sizable bet on them. And if you remember my pre-playoffs um, podcast where I, I gave out uh, my take on the po- on the playoffs and everything, I gave out Rams 10-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl at the start of the playoffs. So I have t- Rams 10-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not hedging. I'm doubling down and taking Rams minus four. That's how confident I am in this game. It could be a blowout. Might not be. Bengals might win. Who knows? But I think the Rams, when you're just evaluating how good a football team, the Rams are the far, far superior team. I'm not betting on the total. I think the total is set at the right number. What is it? 48 and a half. 
I would lean towards the under because I think the Rams' defense is going to give the Bengals' offense a lot of issues. A Bengals' offense that only scored, what was it? Two touchdowns in the first two playoff games or something like that? And also, I mean, let's 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 be honest here. Yes, the Bengals came back against the Chiefs, um, but they got shut down by a very bad Chiefs defense in the first half of that game. They did. They only scored, I mean, 26 points against the Raiders. I'm, I'm not going to chirp that too much. Only 19 points against the Titans. Scored how many? Up until the last, their last drive of the second half, only had three against the Chiefs, so 10 at halftime. Let's 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 backpedal a little bit about the Bengals. Very young team. Joe Burrow is going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, and I said that when he was drafted. I said Joe Burrow is a future Hall of Famer. People chirped me because I said, "Oh, Ian, that's a bold take saying about the number one overall pick." Okay, but look back at past number one picks and see how many made the Hall of Fame. Not not many, to be honest. I like Joe Burrow. I like the Bengals, but they're in over their heads in this matchup. And let's be honest, they did have kind of an easy path to the Super Bowl. Raiders were, were the Raiders the last seed? Um, did they take on? No, the Steelers were the seventh seed. Still, a not so great Raiders team in the first round. The most fraudulent number one seed in NFL playoff history in the second round of the Titans got demolished in the first half by the Chiefs and deservedly won the game in the second half. They deserved to come back and win that game. I'm not taking that away from them, but it wasn't the. M- that Chiefs team has a lot of issues. Let's be honest. That Chiefs team didn't have the number one seed. That Chiefs team had a lot of it. When they are firing all cylinders, they are very hard to beat. But they didn't have a good pass rush. They had one of the worst rush defenses in the entire NFL. Patrick Mahomes kind of f- was forcing things that time. He had an off year. Now, I don't want to take things too f- too much away from the Bengals. Because I am happy for them. The, c- the city of Cincinnati deserves this. They should be happy. They should be excited. But when we're talking about betting on the Super Bowl to make money, it's the Rams. It's easily the Rams, and it's not even a question. Now, if you just want to bet with your gut, if you want to bet on the Bengals because you're rooting for the Bengals and you just don't want to bet against the team that you're rooting for, I want to argue against that. That's fine. But if you want to make money on the Super Bowl and you want to bet on the better team, it's the Rams. Um, yeah, but that enough about that. I'm, I'm leaning towards the under. If you're looking for a total play for me, I'd lean under. I'm not betting on it myself. But let's get to the fun part here. Props. I've bet 22 props. And I think I, I tweeted this out tonight. I think one of the funnest times... I think the funnest night... I think there's two two nights of the calendar year that are mo- the most fun as a sports better. Uh, number one, I think, is the night that you sit down and bet on a million props, which I did tonight. It was so fun looking through the, th- like, a thousand prop options and placing bets. The other one is probably wh- I, filling out your brackets a ton of fun for the March Madness tournament. So I had 22 prop bets I've placed, um, but I will say I'm not counting these prop bets on, a, on an official record because, to me, I make my pick, my number one pick, on the Super Bowl, that is the Rams. I placed a sizable bet on it. I'm not going to tell you how many units, but it's a sizable bet. That's my smart Ian, smart sports better bet. Other than that, the props are not for making money. The props are for having as much fun as possible and just placing as many stupid prop bets as you can. I am not 
My goal in the Super Bowl is not to make money. Outside of the Rams pick. The props are not there to make money. I will indicate, I will let you guys know which ones I feel extra strong about as I go through them. And I'll give a quick reasoning for each pick. But just be aware, I'm not... In fact, I'll let you know how much of a unit I place on the prop bets. I'm placing one-fourth of a unit on each prop bet. So a quarter unit on each prop bet. So that shows how, how not serious I'm taking these. They're all for fun. I like watching the Super Bowl and trying to keep track of a million bets. It's the one night a year I do it. It's fun. Uh, but that's what I'll say about that. I'll give you all my prop bets, but I'm not betting a normal unit on all these. Uh, 25% of a unit. One quarter of a unit on each of these. So take that for what it's worth. As what I would recommend is I would recommend putting a set aside a set aside amount of money that you are willing to lose and bet on the Super Bowl. Have that set first and then place your prop bets based on how much you're willing to bet. Just a little responsible gambling tip. But let's get into them. Let's not waste any more time here. Like I said, I will indicate because there are some props that I do feel strongly about than others. Um, and some that I placed half a unit on instead of a quarter unit. And I'll let you know which ones those are. But the majority of them, quarter unit. Let's start off with Super Bowl MVP, which is one of the most obviously bet on props. I'm taking a long shot. Usually I take a long shot on these. It's no, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bet on a quarterback. I'm taking Cam Akers for the Rams. That 35-1 to 1 is what I got him at for Super Bowl MVP. I think the Rams are going to attack the Bengals' run defense. Sean McVay has said recently that he blames a lot of Matt Stafford's interceptions this season on forcing him to throw the ball, especially in situations where he shouldn't have. The Rams now take on a Bengals' run defense that's 24th in opponent yards per carry. I think the Rams are going to win big, so if they get up early, they're going to run the ball a lot. The Rams got up early against the Buccaneers, and Cam Akers uh, ran the ball like 24 times. 24 carries against the Bucs in that divisional round game. I think it's a, I think it's a great fit. I don't think you're going to find a better dark horse long shot bet than Cam Akers at 35-1. to 1. I know he hasn't played well recently. But he's played, the Rams have played some very good run defense. This is the worst run defense that the Rams have played in a while. Like I said, Bengals are 24th in opponent yards per carry. I think Sean McVay and the Rams are going to rely on the run. That's going to open up for Cam Akers. He scores two touchdowns, that might be enough. So 35-1? to That's my Super Bowl MVP pick. Why not? Used to go to running backs all the time. Hasn't been the case lately. A lot of quarterbacks, a couple defensive players thrown in. Uh, Cooper Cup's at 6-1. to one. That's interesting. Uh, I wish I was getting a little bit better odds on him or else I would have bet Cooper Cup. Joe Burrow, plus 235. Listen, if you're going to bet the Bengals but you want a little bit more value, bet on Joe Burrow to win MVP at plus 235. I'd be shocked if someone, if the Bengals win and it's not Joe Burrow that wins Super Bowl MVP, especially just given his story and the hype behind him heading into this game, If it, unless there's some other person, like a defensive player that gets five sacks or someone gets two inter- pick sixes, if it's even a close debate, they'll give it to Joe, Joe Burrow just with a narrative going around. So if you want a little bit extra value and you want to bet on the Bengals, take Joe Burrow's Super Bowl MVP plus 235. Um, the other choice, which uh, he's all the way up to 10-1, to 1. Is Aaron Donald, and that's going to be a popular dark horse pick. Even I don't think you can call a dark horse at ten to one. 
yes, I do think that the Bengals' biggest weakness is their offensive line. I think the biggest weapon the Rams have on defense is Aaron Donald against the interior part of the Bengals' offensive line. Um, we have seen pass rushers win it in the past. Von Miller won it just a handful of years ago. But I think the value's gone at 10-1. to 1. You're talking about a defensive tackle winning Super Bowl MVP. I think Von Miller had two and a half sacks when he won it for the Broncos and a couple other plays, maybe a fumble recovery or something. Like, Aaron Donald would need probably three sacks, I think, to win it. That's possible, certainly possible. But I think the value's gone at 10 to 1. I, I think it's been too. Uh, I think I saw it around 15 to 1 or 18 to 1 when it opened. It's been bet down to 10 to 1. I just don't think there's value there. But I won't argue against anyone who does it. If I was betting on a Rams defensive player, I'd probably go Von Miller at 35 to 1. He's won it before. He's, you know, the rather big pass rusher. Uh, I do think Aaron Donald's probably the better matchup in terms of a pass rusher because he can attack that interior line. But uh, I would stay away from Aaron Donald, but just my recommendation. I'm taking Cam Akers for Super Bowl MVP. Okay. The fun props. Coin flip. Uh, by the way, one thing you should do when you're looking at prop bets is shop around because prices vary wildly on Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, and there's a couple examples I'll, I'll talk about as I get to them. But prices on prop bets vary wildly. So I have three sports books, uh, two offshores, and one regulated book. I don't usually like saying which books that I use. Hashtag no free ads. But um, shout out to Caesar Sportsbook for being the only regulated book so far that um, doesn't think I'm dead. Uh, FanDuel thinks I'm dead. Um... Bet MGM says they can't verify my identity no matter what I do. They said there's literally nothing I can do to verify my identity. Uh, what other ones did I try to use? DraftKings, for some reason, still thinks I'm in Canada. I don't know how to change that. Um, I haven't tried WinBet yet because it just got implemented this week, so I'll probably try sometime this week. Uh, but Caesar Sportsbook verified my identity. So shout out to them, the only regulated book willing to do it. And then I'm also betting at two offshore books. But shop around, because I even saw some wildly different prices on between even just Caesars and the two offshore books I use. Uh, so coin flip, and the reason why I brought this up, because Caesar Sportsbook is the only one I found that's offering uh, vig free odds on coin flip. Most of them are like minus 105. One of the, the offshores I use are minus 105. Caesars, it's plus 100 either side, so props to them. They're just kind of hoping that the side that's best uh, bet the least amount is the one that gets flipped. So that's a risky play by them, not putting VIG on a coin flip, but that's the way a coin flip bet should be. This is the most degenerate bet of all time. You are quite literally, I mean, literally betting on a coin flip, but it's fun. I bet on heads. <laughs> heads plus 100. I think I've gone heads every year. I don't know if that's true, but I, uh, I know everyone goes tails because tails never fails, but tails fails all the time. I'll go heads. Heads plus 100 for the coin flip. Uh, what's the other pre-kickoff one I have here? I have them just out of order here. I should have put them in order of when they're going to happen. Oh, uh, National Anthem. I went under a minute and 40 seconds at plus 105. Did I research this? No. Should I have? Yes. But I know it opened up lower than that, and it got bet up to 1 minute and 40 seconds, and the under is plus 105, so I'll take a shot. If you want to bet the under, probably wait longer I take that back because what's happened the past couple years is um, the information has been released during the like uh, the trial run or the warm-ups or 
whatever it's called, like the day or two before they do the anthem, the info gets released by dorks on the internet, and then the sports book take uh, take down the line. So you might want to bet it actually before the weekend. Uh, but I got it, like I said, under a minute and 40 seconds, plus 105. No research. Just, I think, uh, it got bet up probably higher, because it opened, I think, 136, I think. 138 at least. So it's been bet up two seconds in the under, still plus 105. So I'll take a shot. One of the most electric bets of all time is the anthem. Love, I love just sitting there with the time of recording the length of the anthem. Electric. Uh, and then I'll just move right on to the kickoff. Opening kickoff, not to be a touchback. Plus 100 I have it at. So I looked into this a little bit. Pat McAfee said on his show, obviously if you're listening to this, you know Pat McAfee is Colts punter back in the day. I would say mildly popular show. Uh, one of the biggest figures in sports media right now. He apparently said that the ball they used to kick off the Super Bowl is a harder ball. Like, they pump it up with more air or something because they don't want the climactic opening kickoff of the Super Bowl to result in a touchback because that's kind of anticlimactic for it to happen. Last year, is that like plus two, like 250 or something? Um, and everyone hammered it because McAfee released that information and it wasn't a touchback. So that's why the line's all the way down at plus 100. So don't get tricked into betting on the touchback. If Pat McAfee's right and he's kicked, He's kicked off at a Super Bowl before when the Colts lost to the Saints. Uh, that ball is harder on purpose of the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. So I'll take that information. I'll ride, Even though the odds have completely dropped from where it was last year, I'll ride that information. Why not? Okay, let's get into some game props here. First score of the game, I have Rams field goal at plus 400. I'll talk about field goals a little bit more in a second. I'll explain kind of why I like that, but... I'm taking that for first score. First touchdown score. OBJ plus 750. Hand up. I was wrong about OBJ. I thought he was complaining to get off the Browns. I thought he was putting a lot of the blame on Baker Mayfield when it shouldn't have been put on Baker Mayfield. But he's looked fantastic since he's been on the Rams. He's been a big end zone target for them. I don't think the value's there anymore in Cooper Cup. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to key in on Cooper Cup. I think OBJ has an opportunity to have a big game. Plus 750 for him to score the first touchdown. His hands have been very, very sure hands lately as well. He hasn't had many, if any, drops. Uh, And he has, how many? He's had like a fair amount of touchdowns since he's uh, signed on with the Rams. I'm just going to look that up really quick. Should I have this up ahead of time? But I didn't. So he didn't have a touchdown in the last two playoff games. He did have one against the Cardinal. One, two, three, four, five. Already six touchdowns with the Rams. I'll take a shot at plus 750. First touchdown score is such like a crapshoot. I, I will never bet on the chalky guys. I think he's a decent price at plus 750. I have a bet on Bengals to Bengals defense or special teams to score a touchdown at any point in the game at plus 650. This is my... This is the way I'm hedging my Rams bet. Because if the Rams lose, I think the Bengals are going to score on defense or special teams. So that's kind of my mini hedge of, of my Rams bet. If the Bengals score on defense or special teams, I'll cash a plus 650. I'll take it. Uh, Matt Stafford, anytime touchdown. 11-1. to one. Big QB sneak guy. Didn't they run a QB sneak on like fourth and like a yard and a half last week? I think if they get down to the one-yard line, the inch-yard line, I think they're going to QB sneak it. Uh, 11-1, to 1, I found him. Love that price for that. 
Here's a, a, another touchdown bet I have that the prices are different depending on your, on the book. Sony Michelle, I got him at plus 350 to score a touchdown anytime. Uh, I saw him at plus 190 somewhere else. That is an extremely significant difference, and that's kind of a perfect example of why you need to shop for these prop bets, especially the touchdown prop bets. Plus 190 and plus 350 are wildly different odds. Now, Mom came makers to score um, or to win uh, MVP, Super Bowl MVP. This is kind of my hedge of that. Plus 350, he gets some. He's been getting some carries, even with Cam Akers being the feature guy. He gets carries down on the goal line. I think it's worth a shot, plus 350. And then T. Higgins to score a touchdown, plus 150. I think that they are going to key in on Jamar Chase. Jalen Ramsey's obviously going to key in, uh, be covering Jamar Chase. Maybe he uh, is going to shadow him. And if he does, that's going to open up T. Higgins. So I'll take him to score a touchdown anytime, plus 150. So got a lot of touchdown bets. OBJ first touchdown, plus 750. Bengals defense special teams anytime plus 650 Matt Stafford touchdown plus 1100 Sony Michelle anytime touchdown plus 350 T Higgins anytime touchdown plus 150 now a little bit more of some game props here Matt Stafford under 35 and a half pass attempts at minus 105 as I mentioned before I think the Rams game script is going to be a little bit more run the ball I think they get a lead and hold it and if they get a lead and hold it why is Matt Stafford going to be throwing the ball 36 or more times? So I'll take under 35, and, and I think he only threw the ball like 17 times in the Cardinal in the win over the Cardinals early in the playoffs. So I'll take under 35 and a half pass attempts minus 105. Uh, this next one is my favorite prop bet. I gave it out on Bet and Breakfast on, or no, it wasn't Bet and Breakfast. It was our uh, roundtable for Bet Sided or round, Prop Bets Roundtable. Um, Joe Mixon under 65 and a half rushing yards minus 115. Another one where shopping around uh, worked in my favor. So I got him at under 65 and a half minus 115. At another book, he was there at 62 and a half at minus 120. So if you're looking to bet the under, you're getting three fewer yards for a worse price. Now, if you're betting, if you wanted to bet the over on Joe Mixon's rushing yards, then that's the book you would want because you would have got, I think it's minus 110 at that book for over 62 and a half. So you got to shop around on these, my friends. Plus, I mean, if you're betting like five bucks, it probably doesn't matter, but at least shop around for the for the total number of rushing yards. Uh, Rams, fourth in opponent yards per carry. I think the Rams get up early. If the Rams get up early, the Bengals are going to have to throw the ball, obviously. That's going to limit Joe Mixon's carries. And also, if you look at the Bengals' game scripts the past two games, they identify the other team's weakness, and they just try to attack that all game. So two games ago against the Titans, the Titans have one of the best run defenses in the NFL, but their secondary was questionable. Uh, Mixon, I think, only had like 14, 15, 16 carries in that game. But then last week against the Chiefs, because the Chiefs had the second-worst run defense in the NFL, he had like 24 carries or something. So it's clear to me if the Bengals are going to do the same thing they did the past two weeks and try to attack the Rams' weakness, then they're not going to run the ball because the Rams' run defense is the best part of their defense. They're going to try to throw the ball instead. Now, maybe you want to take an over on mixing receptions or mixing receiving yards because, and I'm just trying to get in the head, I'm trying to big brain this and get in the head of Zach Taylor. If they are going to throw the ball, they also got to worry about the Rams' pass rush 
and a, the way to get through pass rush is to run a lot of dump offs to the running back. Screens, swings, easy, short, quick passes. So maybe you want to look at mixing receiving props. I'm not doing that. I'm just taking under 65 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. Another under. Cooper Cup, under 107, 107 and a half receiving yards at even money. I think he's being a little bit overvalued at this point. To have a receiving yards prop at 107.5 is a wildly high number, and I'm not saying he can't go over that, but if the Bengals are, once again, if the Bengals are smart, they should probably just try to focus in on Cooper Cup. His Super Bowl MVP odds are 6-1, to one, which is crazy for a receiver, and he's he was the best receiver in the NFL this year. Triple crown, most receptions, most yards, most touchdowns. Bengals have to shut him down. I'll take a shot on that, plus my previous theory that if it's a game script of the Rams running the ball, that's going to be less targets for Cooper Cup. So I'll take under 107 receiving yards at even money. Uh, Game to be tied after 0-0. So it's obviously tied when the game started. This is for it to be tied again at one other point, whether it's 3-3, 7-7, 10-10, 14-14. If it's tied again at any point after 0-0, this bet will cash, and that's at minus 110, and I really like that bet. I'm surprised that was a pick. I don't really have any stats to back that up, but I feel like games are, especially close games and Super Bowls, I feel like potential for that to be tied again. But then again, if the Rams blow them out, that's going to be a loss, but that's fine. Uh, over three and a half field goals. Love this bet, and I bet this in every single Super Bowl. This is my annual bet uh, for the Super Bowl. Over three and a half field goals plus 120, and it fits well in this game because the Rams and Bengals are 17th and 20th and red zone touchdown percentage. So they both rank in the bottom half of the NFL of, in scoring touchdowns when they get to the red zone. Evan McPherson, uh, one of the best kickers in the, in, in the NFL right now for the Bengals, he's probably not going to miss. Matt Gay might miss, but I think over three and a half field goals, a plus 120 is a fantastic bet. Over three, uh, over three and a half sacks for the Rams, plus 105. The Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times. If they sack Joe Burrow nine times, the Rams can get to Joe Burrow four times. I don't see how that bet doesn't hit. That might be my favorite. That might be my second favorite prop bet next to Joe Mixon. That's this might be my favorite prop bet for plus money, plus one hundred five. I saw a minus one twenty without the hook, so I think you can get over three at minus one twenty five. I think it was. Uh, if you don't want to mess around with the hook and the option for the push, that option's there as well. Uh, the Rams are going to get to Joe Burrow. Even if the Bengals win, the Rams are going to, are going to get to Joe Burrow. I'd be shocked if they don't get four, four or five sacks. Um, I have an alter, alternate line. Rams minus 6.5 plus 120 I sprinkled on. I thought about going minus 9.5. That's a little bit too aggressive, I think. Uh, so I'm going to sell two points. You hear about people buying points. Not too many people sell points. I'll sell two and a half points and get it up to Rams minus six and a half for a little sprinkle at plus 120. Um, and then we have a few just fun bets. These will these kind of bets are not available at regulated books. These bets you will need to go to an offshore book to find them because they are like exotic props. If you're curious where I found these bets at, DM me on Twitter and I will let you know. Uh, but the first one is 
This one's ridiculous. Um, under six and a half commercials involving a dog. Or I guess the exact wording is under six and a half commercials with featuring a dog. There's going to be some commercials with dogs in it. Six and a half seems like a high number. <laughs> seems like a high number, doesn't it? Minus 120. Uh, I'll take it. Seven commercials with featuring dogs would be insane. <laughs> I, I guess it's possible. There will definitely be a few, but six and a half seems like a high number for commercials featuring dogs. <laughs> um, I have two bets on Snoop Dogg for the halftime show. Uh, number one, Snoop Dogg to wear blue shoes at halftime, plus 220. Uh, Snoop Dogg's a crip. I would think, I'm going to guess his whole outfit's going to be blue, plus I think he cheers for the Rams, so I think his whole outfit's going to be blue. So for him to wear blue shoes at halftime, plus 220 seems like a gimme. Also, there was an option for him to wear red shoes. If you bet on Snoop Dogg wearing any color red at all whatsoever, then you have, then you are a silly person. You don't know anything about the streets. <laughs> he hates red because of um, uh, Bloods and Crips. Even for, for Christmas when he wears uh, his Santa Claus costume, if you ever look up Snoop Dogg when he wears a Santa Claus outfit, he wears a blue Santa Claus outfit. Him wearing a, anything red would be bad. <laughs> so I'll take Snoop Dogg to wear blue shoes at halftime at plus 220. Also, I'm going to bet on Snoop Dogg to smoke on stage at plus 110. They're going to tell him he's not allowed and he's going to do it anyways. Imagine him doing any type of show and not smoking a blunt. It's Snoop Dogg. And you're getting it at plus money, plus 110. Uh, and then the final exotic prop... Uh, color of the Gatorade dumped on the winning coach. It's basically alternated back and forth between blue and orange the past handful of years. Orange is the favorite. I think it was like plus 150. I'll take, I will take. took blue Gatorade plus 325. I mean, like I said, last like 10 years, it's either blue or orange. It's one of the two, so it's a coin flip between the two. And if, I don't know if they coordinate color of Gatorade with their jerseys. Uh, if they do, and if I think the Rams win, then the Gatorade's going to be blue. There's my insight on that. I thought about purple, but like they haven't used purple in like 15 years. Um, you can you can find out the stats if you Google like Gatorade or Super Bowl Gatorade color. Like you can look up the history of it. Like the past 10 years is basically alternated between blue and blue and orange. So I'd recommend betting on one of those two. And I'm taking blue because it's longer odds. And then finally, uh, exact score. My final prediction for the Super Bowl. Obviously, these are crazy odds because I'm trying to predict the exact score of the game. But I have my official exact score prediction for Super Bowl 56. Rams 24, Bengals 13. And I bet on that at uh, 115 to 1 odds. So plus 11,500. Rams 24, Bengals 13. That would cash the under. That would cash Rams minus 4. That would cash Rams minus 6.5. Uh, that wouldn't cash over 3.5 field goals because that would be 3 field goals exactly. 1 by the Rams, 2 by the Bengals. Uh, I have never hit an exact score bet ever. But hey, maybe I will someday. Rams 24, Bengals 13, plus 11,500, uh, 11, so 115 to 1. I guess I'll just recap all these picks really quick. Um, 
The ones that I put half unit on were Joe Mixon under 65 and a half rushing yards, Matt Stafford under 35 and a half pass attempts, over three and a half field goals, and over three and a half ram sacks. Those four, I bet half a unit. The rest, I bet uh, one fourth of a unit. So Rams minus four. Cam Akers, Super Bowl MVP, 35 to one. Coin flip heads. First score, Rams field goal. First TD score, OBJ. Bengals defensive special teams touchdown. Matt Stafford anytime touchdown. Sony Michelle anytime touchdown. T. Higgins anytime touchdown. Matt Stafford under 35 and a half pass attempts. Joe Mixon under 65 and a half rushing yards. Cooper Cup under 107 and a half receiving yards. Game to be tied after 0 0. Over three and a half field goals. Over three and a half Ram sacks. Rams alternate line minus six and a half. Opening kickoff not to be a touchback. Under six and a half commercials with dogs in it. <laughs> Uh, Snoop Dogg to wear blue shoes at halftime. Snoop Dogg to smoke on stage. Anthem under a minute and 40 seconds. Blue Gatorade to be dumped on the winning coach. An exact score. Rams 24. Bengals 13. Uh, Now I did tweet out asking if anyone had any questions for me. And that I would answer them. Um, So let me uh, do a little searchy here. Let me uh, find a few of them. One person just told me they bet 50 props tonight. Wow, I thought my 22 was a lot. One guy said, me betting 22 props was stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. I like to have fun. I'm going to say that exact thing to him right now. I'm just going to say, sorry for having fun. Um, okay... Why is the line in the Vegas zone, as people would say? Uh, this is by Thomas McCullough. I'm leading more money line rather than ATS, but any insights in lines between 3.5 and 6.5? And, and, and totals would be cool. I don't have an answer for that, to be honest. I've never heard the term Vegas zone in working in the sports industry. I'm, I'm upset that I don't know that, but I'm not going to lie. Um, I would assume because lines between 3.5 and 6.5 and are between the two magic numbers of 3 and 7. Obviously, if it's a tied game and if a team scores late in the game it's either going to be a field goal for three points or touchdown for seven points so those are kind of the two magic numbers so um i don't know specifically what people mean by the vegas zone but i assume it refers to that uh kind of area in between the two magic numbers of three and seven sorry i don't have a better answer does watching sports improve your analysis of the numbers hurt you in some ways or doesn't make a difference it's by Daniel at John081367. Fascinating question. I think there are pros and cons to it, to be honest. Some people will say, actually, I think a lot of people say that if you don't sit down and actually watch the games, then you're hurting yourself. Some guy argued with me this week that the most important thing to handicap hap, handicap in college basketball is the eye test. I don't agree with that. Um... I think when you watch games and you rely solely based on watching them, then a lot of biases come into play. Psychological biases, confirmation bias, gambler's fallacy. I mean, there's a reason why in 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 court why eyewitness testimonies are the least fo- least reliable form of of evidence. Our brains play tricks on us. We remember things differently than what actually happened. Our biases come into play. So that's why I like to watch sports and look at the stats. Because sometimes I'll think one thing, look at the stats afterwards, and find out I was wrong. My eye test was wrong. College basketball. I do watch college basketball, but it's impossible for me to watch 
multiple college basketball games every single night. There's On Saturdays, there's like 150 college basketball games. So basketball is one sport that I don't watch a ton. I mean, if I'm betting on a mid-major team in the middle of nowhere, I might have watched one of the game of theirs this season. Uh, football I watch. I mean, I don't miss a football game. So uh, different for different sports. But to answer your question, I think if you are also going to look at stats uh, and try to be unbiased, then watching sports does improve your analysis. But I think people fall into psychological biases too often when they do watch the sports. So I would say if you are watching the sports, just be aware of those potential biases. That's all. Uh, Big Tuna. What will be the exact score so I can bet on it? I already gave that out. I said Rams 24, Bengals 13. Definitely almost, definitely not going to hit, but good luck. Best cross-board props for the Super Bowl? Ah, I didn't have any of those. I looked at those. I don't I don't love betting cross-board props. For those who don't know, it's like, I saw one of them is like, what will be more, what will be longer, or what will be more, Cooper Cup's longest reception or LeBron James points um, in his game that he's playing on that day? I mean, those are impossible. I don't really like them because it's like sometimes you have to wait a couple days for the results. Eh. Super Bowl Sunday, I just want to be focused on the Super Bowl. I don't want to be thinking about other sports. So I apologize. I don't have any of those. Colin says, unders on rushing props ripped under 198.5 total rushing yards this morning and under Mixon. Well, I've already said Mixon was my favorite one. Uh, Under 198.5 total rushing yards. I kind of like that as well. Uh, Desmond C. Bofa. Um, obviously joke account because both you know both Desmond see oh yeah though I mean obviously my wife told me I have to place one bet in the Super Bowl it can be a side total prop or anything if I win I don't have to sleep in the guest room anymore if I lose her boyfriend gets to move into her house permanently what should I bet on help me iMac <laughs> uh, rough uh, would you re- hedge Rams plus 750 or let it ride that's from number one rider uh, well, I'm on Rams plus 1,000, and I'm letting it ride. But hedging, I get questions about hedging all the time. Rob Pozzola uh, put out a very interesting video about hedging a couple weeks ago, um, and I think he summed it up very nicely. It's a very personal thing. How much did you bet on it? Is the money that you're going to win if it he- hits life-changing? If it is, you probably should hedge. If you bet, like, 20 bucks and you can win, like, 200 then, yeah, I mean, maybe hedging's... Just let it ride at that point. The worst you're going to be is down twenty bucks. If it's a fifty dollar bet to win, you know twenty thousand, a massive parlay or something, uh, then yeah, hedge a little bit. Uh, it's extremely personal preference. When people ask me, I don't know what the answer is because I don't know how much they bet. I don't know how much they're going to win. I don't know what their financial situation is like. It's a very personal thing whether or not you should hedge bets. Um, I am not hedging my Rams ten to one. I'm confident the Rams are at least going to win this game. Uh, and I didn't, it's not life-changing money. I put one unit on it, so I'll win 10 units if it wins. I'm not, I'm not too, too concerned about that. Uh, I've got a couple DMs as well, I believe. Uh, whoa, what's my UCF bet looking like? They're up big at halftime. Are they blown it? Only a five-point lead, four minutes. I mean, I think next college basketball season, I might literally bet the underdog on the spread live line at every halftime, because it seems like every single time. The second half is the complete opposite of the first half. It's crazy. Um, but, 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 Ian, I have two questions for the podcast. How are you able to open accounts with American sports books being a Canadian citizen? 
I always read the that the sewer. So to answer that question, it's because I I live in New York City. Um, I got a social, what do you guys call it? Social security number or social insurance number? One's Canadian, one's American. Once I get the, I think you guys do social insurance, social security number. I don't know. Uh, once I got that number, I was allowed to open books, but for some reason, like I said earlier, the majority of the books I still try to open an account with, they say they can't verify my identity and they don't give me any answers, but shout out Caesar Sportsbook. So, Yes, I'm a Canadian citizen, but I'm an American resident. And because I'm an American resident, I have a social security number or social insurance number, whatever you guys call it. Um, and that allows me to open uh, an American sports book. Uh, and he also says, I always read that the Super Bowl is the sharpest line of the year and you shouldn't change your unit size because it's a big game. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're if you want to bet smart, you shouldn't change your unit size. And yes, it is the sharpest line of the year because... Not only do they have an entire NFL season's worth of sample size to find out how good these teams are, um, it's also the most bet-on sporting event of the year. So when there's a ton of money coming in, they can set the line as sharply as possible. Um, I don't really have a better answer than that. It's the biggest game of the year. They're going to pull out all the stops. They're, they're going to run the algorithm a million different ways. They're going to look at it from every single angle. It's not some mid-major game between Quinnipiac and Marist where they're just going to set a line and, and hope for the best. This is, this is, there's so much money bet on this game that they want to make sure it is the sharpest line possible. So they'll pull out all the stops to make sure it's the best line. That's why, also, you're, ne- you're never going to see a, a ton of line movement when it comes to Super Bowl betting. The line was, I mean, the line was released, the most it's moved is a point. Some places at three and a half early, and now some places have it at four and a half. Unless there's a big major announcement, uh, that line's never going to move much on a Super Bowl. Uh, okay, I hope I answered those questions. Um, I hope I satisfied you with those answers. Uh, do you think the, uh, this is from Mr. Mayhem, do you think the algorithm for the Super Bowl by the sportsbooks made local the Bengals because of all the NFC-AFC thing, and that's why the Rams are just minus four? I don't know what you mean by the NFC-AFC thing. Have AFC teams won more Super Bowls? If so, no. Uh, I agree the Lions should be higher. I'd set the Rams minus 5.5, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, but like I said, like I just said, the line for the Super Bowl is pretty sharp, so it would be kind of arrogant for me to say that I have the better line than sportsbooks do on the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I think I think public narrative and, and recency bias is making people think the Bengals are better than they are. Also, you should consider the circuit or the bet online contest for NFL. I finished 92nd and 64th in bet online, and I think I'm not as good as you. I've done the bet online one. I think the past three years I did the bet online one. This is the first year I didn't do a contest, and it was the best year I've had betting on the NFL. Typical. And I'm sure if I enter a contest next year, I'll have a shitty year. So that's just the way it goes. Uh, Super Bowl prop bet. Love the prop bet. Both teams to kick a field goal of 35 plus yards at plus 100. Yeah, I like that. I like that quite a bit. Uh, I think McPherson definitely will. Matt Gay gives me a little bit concerned because he doesn't have the range McPherson does. So you're probably only working with about 17 yards from the 35-yard field goal to a 52-yard field goal where Matt Gay would have to kick one, plus 100. It's not bad, though. It's not bad. I I didn't bet that myself, but I I wouldn't argue against that. Um, And that's it. Got to the end of the questions. Uh, my Jets plus 140 NHL bet hit tonight. 
Um, and UCF is hanging on for dear life for the cover. All right. That's all I got, my friends. After this week, I'm going to take a two-break, a two-week hiatus from the podcast. Um, and then the start of March, I'll be jumping headfirst into it. But check out, we are releasing a new podcast with Betside of this week, a UFC podcast with myself and Amy Kaplan, I believe her last name is. Keep an eye out for that. I think it's called Jab Cross Hook. That should be fun. Big UFC card this weekend as well. Um, yeah, and the Bacon Best podcast will return at the start of March. We'll be getting into college basketball. We'll be doing interviews and all that good stuff. So subscribe if you haven't already. Rate, review, all that good stuff. Best of luck with the Super Bowl bets this week. Enjoy the game, and I'll talk to you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.